Live from the Bacon Wire headquarters on Zoom, it is the Hezzy Hey Podcast with your host, Hot Take Empire. What is going on, guys? This is the Hezzy Hey Podcast. we got the whole gang here. we got Glizzy, Takes, HTE, Trevor, Spartan Dog, whole teams here, rounded up. How are we feeling, boys? Good. How's everyone else doing? All right. I feel excited about the season. I I like the the AC Milan jersey that Glizzy has on. I'm 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 assuming that's an Ibrahimovic kit. Uh, okay. No, it's not. These guys. As, don't oh. <laughs> this is a basketball only pod. Yeah, but you know, uh, you ready for this transition? You ready? That's yeah. my soccer jersey. You know who else likes soccer? The French. You know who else is French? Yeah. Killing Hayes. What are we thinking about Killing Hayes this year, guys? Sekou Dumbuya is also Hayes. French. That was phenomenal. I'm going to pat myself in the back right here. Oh, yeah. Sekou. Jeez. Uh, I've yeah. been saying the name the French freak for a long time. I'm hoping it catches on. Uh, Ooh, for Killing or Sekou? Either or. Whatever. Whoever okay. gets bigger. <laughs> whoever pans out. for Sekou, but... If if my boy Killian wants it, he can have it. <laughs> Whoever uh, I need to make a T-shirt or something. I'm trying to Probably trade plus minus trade. this year. We'll give it to him. Yeah. Hopping right in here, guys. Last week, there's been a few things going around. Just information, a few videos um, dropped by the Pistons. I think preseason practice officially started. What if has anyone? seen anything that's really caught their eye i got a few things i've liked um i know there's a video of killian throwing a nice pick and roll past isaiah stewart pitch 10 on that one uh you guys got anything that really really got you excited um yeah i the other day rod beard detroit news said that uh uh or Dwayne casey said that uh uh, killian hayes is going to be the starting point guards uh this season so that's kind of interesting. Um, I know that makes takes really happy. So that I thought it was going to be Rose the whole time, but hearing Casey say that it was going to be uh, Killian is really interesting to me. The future is now, boys. Future is I think now. it. Oh, okay. oh over. No, in all the videos that I saw. Whenever you see Killian Hayes, you almost always see Derrick Rose either next to him, talking to him, guarding him, almost everything. He's uh, Dwayne Casey's been talking about how he's mentored him and how Blake has helped mentor like Sadiq Bay and all those other young guys. And I think the vets have seen the writing on the wall and see that this may not be the best team, but they're going to do their best to help all the young guys. And they notice that it's very young core. So they're, they're giving it, they're all on helping out with the, uh, with the coaching staff. Yeah, definitely. I think that goes along with the character you're getting from Blake and uh, Derek D Rose as well. I, I think I said this a few days ago on the old twitter.com, but when Derek Rose leaves, he'll realistically, we all know at some point this year he's gone and he'll probably go to a great team just because that's how the league works. When he comes back after that point, I think he deserves five times the tribute that Andre Drummond gets. I won't go on Drummond. He's an absolute buns factory. But Derrick Rose came in here trying to compete for a team at a time when it seemed like we were competing. Didn't work out. Wasn't his fault in the slightest. But he's taken over a role where it's essentially him mentoring and tutoring a young kid and playing a sixth-man position. And he's had no complaints about that. Yeah, and I mean, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is such a huge influence on, like, people around our age, like, early 20s to, like, mid-20s, and I think I think he's an awesome role model for, for all the young guys, especially with him being, like, the I think he was the youngest ever win MVP in league history, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, he, he's just, like, an iconic guy, uh, along with Blake Griffin from last decade, as much as it, it – it stinks that they're forced into losing situations. It is pretty cool to have them around our young guys and monitoring them and helping them out. No, hundred percent. I think something else too, I know we mentioned this first podcast. It's nice to go back almost a little mental bookmark of this. We did not trade for Russell Westbrook. 
which I, a huge yes. W. It shouldn't have even had to be addressed at the time, but it's just, I mean, Detroit sports have made a lot stupider decisions than that. So it's nice to know that we didn't fall for that bait. Yeah. I mean, Washington is one of the worst run organizations in almost all sports. So I'm glad they got them and we don't look as dumb. What do we think about that team, though? Uh, I kind of think Wizards top five. Top five uh, seed. Yeah. Really? I mean, I don't think they'll be a top five seed. I think that's a stretch. But, like – Three now. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Brad, <laughs> Brad, Brad Beal, he really, he really, like, changed his game last year and really took a step forward. I think Russell Westbrook, he was all NBA last year. He's still a good player. Rui Hachimura is interesting. Um, who's the guy from Israel they drafted? Danny Avija. Yeah, uh, Avita. He's he might not be a, like a, a great shooter right away, but I, I think it's a, it's definitely an interesting team, and it puts Scotty Brooks back with uh, Russell Westbrook, so get a little of those old OKC days back. Okay, you got to talk about Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. When you mention that too, they are a top what backcourt in the NBA? Five. Um, ten? I would – I want to say ten. Um, I'm just Brad, trying to go through. Dropped 30 a game last year. That's something. It is. I, yeah, just like going through my head, I, I definitely want to say top. Um, what do you guys think? They're definitely top ten. I mean, the que- the question is if they're top five or not. I'm trying to think five exactly five. I'm trying to think of other backcourts though. So hey, like Wall just, and Harden, are you putting them above that? Who would you say Wall. Harden? Knew? Ward, Harden, Harden and Wall, hundred percent. Yeah, John Wall's played three games or seventy three games in the last three years. So uh, until I see it, I'm not gonna put him above a lot of guys. But like, so the, the teams I immediately think of are like Phoenix. With Booker and Paul. Okay. Um, the Trailblazers. Trailblazers, obviously. Um, Honestly, give me Brooklyn. KD plays guard. I see. Oh, are we going to oh, call that? That kind of feels like a – kind of feels like that's, a chamber, yeah. That's what – because, like, then you go to the Lakers. If you're going to count that and say LeBron's their point guard – so LeBron, who, LeBron, Schroeder, yeah. Well, I mean, Schroeder's probably their six man, but like LeBron and KCP, like I just I can't <laughs> even know that he is that. I'm not giving KCP anything. KCP, dude, that's my guy. Are you gonna <laughs> what about Luca and Josh Richardson? Yeah, are those do those guys count? Mm, it does count. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I'll take three. Luca's my boy. That's three better. What about Boston? Um, Jalen Brown and Kemba. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to throw him in, any combination of Boston players. Yeah, Smart, Kemba, and Jalen Brown. I'm trying to think, like, where would Golden State be if Clay was healthy, or with Kelly Oubre and Steph? Top three. Yeah, still top yeah. three with Oubre. Yeah. So Oubre. We're coming off an injured Steph. We're coming off a. Kelly Oubre, who didn't participate in the slightest in the Suns' 8-0 feature in the bubble. I mean, maybe Oubre's good, but is he really valuable? Is Steph healthy? I don't know if we can conclude Warriors either way. Yeah, that's it. What about Milwaukee? Who, like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday? That's such like a – just a blah backward, yes. but it's, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those aren't big names in, in the sense of, like, just, like, superstars, but they're very good players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, you know, I'm going to go five because Beal, I don't know what the five would be, but Beal dropped 30 last year, and Westbrook, even if he misses 80% of the shots he takes, he's still a good player. I'll put him so, you know, what about another. Ellington. Uh, <laughs> Where do they uh, rank? They're, like, no. bottom 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're top 28. You know, you know who's actually a pretty interesting one, in my opinion, would be Minnesota too, because uh, Anthony Edwards and uh, D'Angelo Russell. That's kind of damn. I'd say underrated one. You just don't want any defense at all out there. 
No defense, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, I was going to say Toronto's underrated with Van Vliet and Lowry. Oh, yeah. Or OG and Anobi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, put them top so five, weird. though. Yeah, damn. Who would, who would Philly – would you guys count Ben Simmons? I mean, and, you have to. So, like, Ben Simmons and Seth Curry, that's interesting. Is I know, he like, start? Well, Seth, Seth Curry, I read the other day, I was like – like the third or fourth highest three-point shooting percentage in the history of the league. Damn. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where I'd put him. Probably top eight. Simmons and Seth Curry. I guess we don't know because he's gonna play. Yeah, we're just we're putting our we're putting our bad yeah, takes out there today. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. We're gonna find out in three weeks how stupid we all were. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Well, one oh, more. Wait. Very, very young and. Um, Whoever plays going to play shooting guard for the uh, dude, uh, Bogdan and Bogdan and Trey Young. That's a sick backcourt. Bogdan, like he's one that. of those like Drew Holiday types. That's like if you walked by me in the mall, I wouldn't know who the hell you are. Besides <laughs> the fact that you're six eight, but I, I mean he's good. Puts up twenty a game almost. Yeah. What you know who's the, the Bulls? We're forgetting about the Bulls too. Oh, Zach yeah. Levine and Kobe White. Kobe comes off the bench yeah. though. Levine he, plays point guard. Little, like Sadoransky plays the two, and Sadoransky is absolute trash. Former Wizard Gray, Sadoransky. Sadoransky. <laughs> and what do you guys think of the Bulls? It was side topic, but it's our show. We can do what we want. What do you think about the Bulls? They're, Playoff they're, team. Really? No, there's not. not this no. year. Not this year. Hell no. <laughs> but they're such an interesting team because, like, I feel like they have good, intriguing young players, but, like, the team just doesn't make sense. We don't know how Billy Donovan's going to do. They've been poorly ran for the last however many years with guard packs. But, like, I like uh, Laurie Markinen. I think Wendell Carter is intriguing. Kobe White, he's uh, a lot of the sports books. I, when I was looking at award stuff, they have him as a, a possible most improved player. I, I think he's a good player. And then, like, Zach Levine is your ultimate, like, is this guy good? Because he puts up numbers on a bad team. So, I think – don't they have Otto Porter, too? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just, like, it's a, a decent team, but they're not a playoff team, in my opinion. Not yet. I, I think they sneak in. They get, like, the eight seed. I, I mean, Zach Levine averaged over 20 or over 25 a game last year. And Kobe White in the last month before they got shut down, yeah, he went off. And, I mean, Lori Markinen and Wendell Carter being healthy definitely helps them. And I think they could be a playoff team if, they, if everyone stays healthy. And I think Patrick Williams is like a de- – he's a decent addition. But we never really addressed. What's up, Tex? They uh, they got Garrett Temple. If that makes you excited, enough. <laughs> it doesn't. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, hey, going back home really quick before before we move on. Going back on backcourts, Malcolm Bro- Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo is another. Oh yeah, I re- I think Victor Oladipo like bounces back. Yeah. The, I think he's going to be in Indiana. I can't remember how Victor closed out the year. Was it? Well, he was, was injured. He, right, but did he did he come back last year towards the end or no? He came back for the bubble and he was really bad. Yeah. He was really bad in the bubble. Does he want to move on? Though? Yeah, he publicly asked other teams to to if they want to take him. I don't know. Like he he asked like supposedly asked the Knicks. Who willingly wants to go to the Yeah, Knicks? I heard that too and thought that was weird. Who the hell of all people asks of all organizations to join the Knicks? Knicks. Like, you're getting nothing. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, exactly. <laughs> he should, dude, he wept, bro. He wept when he got cried or drafted there. Dude, he's getting, if you get, like, another side note, but if you get drafted by the Knicks, like, it's hype for the first few months because, I mean, you're living in New York. Kind of a dump, but that's – I digress. You're living in New York, huge city. It's no Chicago. 
but a huge city. Everyone loves the Knicks over there. Like, you're living off that high. Getting drafted by the Knicks, especially Obi Toppin, would be so sick because, like, you have so much hype. Once the losses start piling in, it probably sucks, but, like, you still have that. He but, I mean, he fell in the draft. Like, I didn't, I didn't see him going in the top. Like, he was projected, like, the top six or so. I was like, there's no way. And then the Knicks taking him, I was like, yeah. He's just so old, dude. He, like, his yeah, years of development. Man's about to retire at 30. It's well, so funny, like, in the NBA, it's like these three- or four-year guys are just old. Exactly. Yeah, I know. But, like, is that he's fair? from New York. To call someone old like that? I think it's John Moran. He, was, he played two years of college. But that is true. Wasn't He was, like, 20, though, when he was drafted, right? Right, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think Obi – I don't know how old Obi top. He's 23. I think he's like two years, right? He, he's 24? No, he's, like, 24. He's not 22. Jeez, man's about to get so I mean, basketball, basketball age is like dogs, man. So he's Crazy. 22. He really is. He turns 23 in March. 22. Yeah. Okay, so, like, we know how athletic he is. So that's not an issue. No. It's just that a weird thing. They opportunity to score the basketball in New York. I heard he's coming I'm, off the bench. Was he? They said Julius Randle's still starting, which makes absolutely zero sense, but it's the Knicks. Julius Randle's a good player. I, I don't understand their I, – I just don't understand their roster construction. Like, Leon Rose inherited a really bad roster, but – yeah, and then, like, hiring Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau is one of the – Yeah, like – Exactly. He's like, he's like Jim Harbaugh to me, and, like – Jim Harbaugh has, like, he brings nothing new to the table. Like, 10 years ago, great offense, but now the game has changed. You can't run your players into the ground like that. They're going to get so sick of Thibodeau's ass in, <laughs> in a couple months. Yeah, he reminds me of Mike McCarthy almost just bouncing through jobs in the league because he can sit down with a suit on and shake a hand in an interview. And it just makes you wonder, like, who the hell keeps hiring this guy? It's weird. It's weird. Well, yeah, there's you, no way it works, right? You remember a few years ago when Jimmy Butler had to sit out the All Star game because he was playing so many minutes. Oh my gosh, I did not know that actually. Yeah, he That's, voluntarily because he was he had played in like he played like 50 minutes in the game before and um, for the All Star break, so he sat for the All Star game because he was playing so many minutes. So, so you're a Knicks operational executive. You hear that. I'm sure I've heard at some point. You hear all the other horror stories, and you're just like, like eh, won't happen to us. Like, where's the mindset in that? Well, I mean, Thibodeau was a really good coach. Those Bulls teams he coached were really solid. That Minnesota, I think he got Minnesota a sixth seed in the West a couple of years ago when he had uh, Towns and, and Butler for that, that season when it was decent. Is that impressive? Like, I mean, kind of, yeah. Minnesota is a terrible team. Uh-huh. Terrible run franchise, too. <laughs> there, are, there are so many poorly run franchises in the NBA, if you really go back and think about it. It's hoping, just praying that Troy Weaver fixes this. If Troy Weaver gets us out of this rut, and we still hold back to that philosophy of how many poorly run franchises there are, we should skyrocket up, right? I mean, you'd think, but like, go through there's, it. Think about it. There's Kings. There's some T Wolves. Poor. Yeah. Terrible. Kings, T Wolves, Cavs. Like, the fact Knicks. that you got LeBron James twice and LeBron left, like, Dan Gilbert's awful with the Comic right. Sans letter. Um, what about the Magic? Like, do we consider magic? it like terrible? A, it's just that's like, there's right there. so. Um, yeah. there's, the there's East like, is just bad there. right now. The Rockets, Michael Jordan, these are all <laughs> Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets. Wiz- I mean, Wizards still. Wizards. Um, the Wizards had uh, – what was that? Their GM's name. He was, like, GM for, like, 15 years. And they, like, they were always, like, their their ceiling was a four seed. They'd play, like, a really good four or five series. And then 
they would get bounced. Like, that's a bad franchise. Atlanta, the fact that they didn't take Luka Doncic. I, I think the, the Suns are another bad one. I think Pacers are, honestly. I, no, hate, dude, on, I hate on the Pacers. Yeah. You think Pacers so? Are Pacers? Pacers? The, the Pacers know what they are. They're a small market team, and they're always competitive. They're they're no, always a playoff team. I would say that the I would I would go to say that the Pacers are probably a top ten run franchise. Okay, I'll rescind my take. Um, what else we got? There's, I, I want to find ten bad franchises. Ten bad franchises. That's the. I mean, the Clippers were pretty bad until I mean until the new ownership came in. I I'd call them oh. good now just because of what they're on. Yeah, call, don't call me out for this. Spurs, poorly really? run. If we're talking currently, Popovich is going to go croak at some point, and that is a poorly run franchise. Where are they going? That's so spicy. That's a that's they got the five rings, rings out of it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, but here's the thing: right now, at this point, seven thirty-six, December tenth. What do those five rings mean to me? I mean, more than <laughs> yeah, more than like half the or more than like. Everyone in the league except I just seven or eight football. guys. Right now, what, I, okay. what is the first thing I'm looking at doing? Oh, I like Lonnie Walker. In every building. They lost <laughs> They saw DeJounte Murray's Murray. good. Yeah. Like, it's it's just a team that's, like, rebuilding. I, I like, I can think of – I, I, I would, would say – looking for these, these ten. I can go ten. I, I think I got it right here. Kings, okay. Suns, Cavs. Pistons, Hornets, Rockets. Um, That's yeah. where we get hit the wall. Knicks. Okay, okay Knicks, Knicks, seven. Magic, whatever. They're just a, yep. a shitty franchise. I don't know if the owner is good or not. I don't even know who it is. Mickey Mouse for all I fucking know. Um, I will say I will say the Brooklyn Nets just for the yes. Paul the the Paul Pierce Kevin Garnett trade worst trade ever. Period. End of story. There's nothing that can top that. The shittiest trade of all time. No, yeah. Wizards. Per- Nets. If we're, there if it we're is. saying that if we're saying the Spurs titles matter, if we're talking to currently, then we can speak on the Nets currently. Kyrie and Durant haven't played, so what have they done from this point? Nothing. Well, shit well to be to to be fair, Prokhorov doesn't own the team anymore. I'm pretty sure, and he was the one that like pushed for that trade. And Danny Ainge just absolutely fleeced them, like. He set the blueprint with, like, what uh, Oklahoma City is doing and, like, getting all these picks and pick swaps and stuff. So, that, that we trade We are missing really... teams. If Danny Ainge is calling me, I'm not picking up the phone. Like, um, I know that he's going to face me. I'm just, well, not, I'm, Bill, just, I'm just declining. Well, Bill Simmons is saying that, like, teams, like, don't want to deal with him or, like, players don't want to go there because of the whole IT situation. What IT situation? Like Isaiah Thomas, where like he was supposed to get that huge extension, and then uh, they traded him. By not giving him that money. I mean, yeah. Isn't that a smart move, though? Yeah. I mean, it is, but like, what he was doing in the Garden, at, like especially after his sister died, and he went out and I think he dropped like fifty in the playoff game the next mm-hmm. day. Like that shit, that was inspirational. I I love IT. He he's he was one of my favorite players to watch when he was at his height. He was awesome, but like I mean, dude, at the end of the day, if you're a GM, like isn't it your job to make sure the best team's going out? Like if you're gonna have some five nine runt step on the court at thirty years old, like that's a bad move. And Danny Ainge knew that. Emotions aside, like great tribute, but mm, worth an extension, probably not. And he was right in the move. So is it really that bad? Well, also he got traded for Kyrie, right? Oh, yeah. So that's and yeah, Kyrie's a cancer. And, and then he got hurt. So it's yeah. Tiki. So, yeah, from really a producer, worked. from a producer standpoint, you may have had the worst three minutes of content I think I've heard in the history of the Bacon Warrior podcast. And we <laughs> broke down every single Star Wars movie to date. You called the Spurs a franchise with five championships, a badly run franchise. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> how does that how does that apply right now? Right now today. They have five are, championships. Are you, how can they be poorly run? They have five championships the whole 
the whole management structure is still there from when they won the five championships. What the yes. fuck are you talking about? Popovich and then you're going to quote Bill Simmons as gospel. <laughs> Trevor, you're going to quote Bill, Bill Simmons as gospel? What the Bill- fuck? Say what you want um, about Bill Simmons, but Lizzie, like, he has something Lizzie, to say about the Celtics. Lizzie, are we sure these guys good. are good? Are we, are we sure these guys are good? Should I play Pearl Jam at the end of the pod? What the fuck is going on right now? I can't hey, talk for the pod. first twenty. I can't talk for the first twenty-five minutes. I can't talk for the first twenty-five minutes of the podcast, and you guys are just throwing out bullshit at the wall. <laughs> Hot take, first, baby. Next topic. I'm going back on you. Get. Move on to the next goddamn topic. I'm sick <laughs> of hearing this. Where are we at now? Let's see. Okay. Let's just dive right into it. Are we going on? friend um, in the pod. A friend of the pod. Yeah, that's one of our friends. Um, I wish, dude. Are we going MVP right now? So how do we want to do this? Do we want to like each give our – uh our picks or do we want to go one at a time i think we should just each give our pick for the award and i think that just move on from there yeah that's fine start with mvp mvp yep yeah who wants it first uh i can go first sounds good luke dodges yeah that's a good one i get it but like why do you think it's going to be luke the this year, do you think he just takes a step forward, or, or like, what, what do you, yeah. what's your reasoning behind that? I think you get you get a player like Luka Doncic, a foreign player. You you're getting flair. You're getting a well technically built player. You know this is a foreign player. What we saw last year in the playoffs was a, an entirely different breed. We saw a dude that went up against the Clippers, probably the most talented team in the NBA at that point, that were taking shots at him talking shit to him in his ass the whole series, and he didn't back down. Drilled the buzzer beater, took them to six without Kristaps. He's got toughness. He's got heart, and he's 20 years old. We look at him like some white boy that's not athletic. Why? Where's his ceiling? We have no idea. You cannot put a ceiling on Luka Doncic right now. This is his first year he wins MVP. Yeah, I had Luka, too. Last year he averaged like 29-9 and almost 9. Uh, he finished, I think, uh, fourth in MVP voting. I, I just think also you have to consider um, voter fatigue with Giannis and LeBron. They're, I don't think they're going to give Giannis the MVP three great, years. Great, great take. Thank you. Giannis is getting it. Yep. <laughs> take. Yeah, I mean, great take. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I, I don't see them like it doesn't happen. Like you don't get uh, three. The only time that's happened is Bill. Russell, Will Chamberlain, and Larry Bird. You know, I mean, he would literally have to top himself again. And, no, yeah, off what you're saying, like, you can't miss the conference finals two years in a row and then go win MVP a third year in a row. No one's taking that seriously. Well, he played, he played in the conference finals last year. They Remember they were up 2-0 against Toronto, and then Toronto mm, came okay. back. Can't not win it. There we go. Yeah. So I mine was a toss up between two players, and I decided not to go chalk. I, I really I I can see why you guys picked Doncic, but I have Steph uh, or Anthony Davis. Um, just based on usage rates alone, Steph has barely played in over a year. I think he's going to have to carry the team. His shooting hasn't gone anywhere, so I think he can get back to MVP numbers. And then Anthony Davis, I think. LeBron is just going to not play too much the first half of the season. They're really going to do the load management with him. And I think AD with the cast around him now, Schroeder, uh, Harrell, um, the, I can't think of who else they signed, but the cast around him, I think will give him a chance to, to get a, get the MVP this year. Okay. You get to pick one or the other then. Uh, Steph, Steph, yeah. Big Steph. Okay, I like that. Anthony Davis to win the MVP, LeBron would have to come back at some point. Like age would you so? Uh, and I don't think this is the year for it. Um, if you're talking dark horse, I like Curry, but I think Harden would be like my dark horse for MVP. But where's he playing? Like yeah. he's at this. He's playing at the strip club he's right now. Exactly. <laughs> playing in Houston. Because MVP numbers with cinnamon. 
he's just going to be like his usage rate is going to be back to what it was like a couple of years ago, and he's just going to go crazy. Do you think people yeah, no. have lost the lust on Harden though? Almost like we just mentioned with Giannis. Do you think people are sick of the oh Harden step back? Oh, thirty-two points, good job in that four-point loss. So, I would say yes for that because I mean, if he if he won a ring, I I think people could care less. But he hasn't won anything, and he's acting like a diva about everything. So I think I think that's the that's the problem. But like historically, James Harden, if you use advanced analytics, is one of the greatest scorers in the history of the league. Like I get in this argument with people on Facebook all the time, and it, like there was a picture last week, and it was like choose one has to go it was like katie kobe james harden ai and i i hate ai AI. hate ai worst i he ruined the pistons that was the beginning of the downfall that trade it wasn't his fault but i have to take it out on someone and joe dumards he gets an i already hate him for other reasons (laughs) but like Harden's true shooting percentage is is like sixty percent. Like the guy's just he's high usage. He scores. He he's just I hate watching him, but he's an incredible player. Yeah, I don't I don't hate Harden. Like some people hate watching him. I I enjoy just watching. Yeah, him. I don't have a problem with him. Yeah, I I think his I mean, the, the excessive fouling gets irritating, but it's smart basketball. Yeah, yeah, he's a product of the game. He's a and product if you're of get today's three, NBA. Two shots, like, are you going to say no to that? Like, that's not a stupid move. If you're I playing mean, part of part of his game too is just drawing, contacting, just getting fouls on him, and that's that's also like the the part that I think people can't stand. I don't think I think that the the all the step back shooting and stuff that people talk about that's that's part of the exciting stuff about him. But I think the fact that he he like his main game is to draw contact is annoying. Definitely. Yeah. Now, uh, Glizzy, I think you mentioned that uh, Westbrook was your uh, MVP this year. You want to elaborate on that? <laughs> no, I, that's definitely not my MVP. My MVP this year, it's gotta, it's gotta be Dame time. It's, it's Dame Lillard. He, he, I really like the Blazers. Uh, he averaged 30 a game last year. He got guys around him now, like Covington, Derek Jones, healthy Nurkic, healthy Collins, hopefully, and CJ too. I really, I really like the Trailblazers. I think he's going to make a step. They're going to make a, a splash in the postseason too. How do you feel about them getting Ennis Cantor back? It it doesn't really matter. I like Nurkic. He just adds depth to him. Yeah, but I like I like Covington too because of also like James Harden. He's played around James Harden and knows how to play with a star like that, which is also very important. I kind of find okay. The, now I'm looking at these numbers here. I kind of find the MVP argument kind of ridiculous because there's only been like three years in his entire career where the answer isn't LeBron James. Yeah. Like we have to do, we have to bend over backwards and like find new ways to add up two plus two to give the MVP award to literally everyone else, like four out of every five years. And then just one year, we just have to give it to LeBron because there's no one else who's, who's as good or better than him. The only two years where he probably didn't deserve to win MVP in the last 10 were the year Steph Curry won it unanimously because he was he was without a doubt the best player in that league that in that year and 2019, just because he, he straight up just took it off. He, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go shoot space jam too. We're not ready yet. Let me know. Let me know when we get Anthony Davis. Peace out. But he's the best player every year. We all know that, yeah. right? Yeah. Every year in a year out. Yeah. Like he, every team he's on more often than not makes the NBA finals. So if you want to like, go most valuable by that metric, then he is without a doubt the most valuable player yeah, in the league every MVP? single year. Yeah. Right. So, but honestly, this year, I think they're probably, if Luca has another year like he did, like he did last year, they're probably going to give it to Luca, just because the writer, he's like kind of like a writer's doll, darling. I mean, your boy Simmons doesn't shut the fuck up about him. So I think... I think if Luca doesn't regress at all and he continues to kind of show 
that he can play in this league. Maybe he sheds a few pounds. Then the writers are going to be the writers are going to be like their dicks are going to be harder than than steel to give the MVP to Luca or even to Zion. Honestly, have you seen those pictures of Zion in training camp? Boy looks fit. Oh my god, he does. Yeah, Zion bores me. But never forget, never forget that a walk on hit hit a game winning three pointer over him. I just want I I want everyone to never forget that a walk on basketball player and friend of the Bacon Warrior podcast. Uh, rate and subscribe. Hit a <laughs> hit a game winning three point shot over Zion Williamson. Trevor, did you hear that? Yeah, they lost to Texas Tech though the next weekend. So. <laughs> what bums? What bums? I have to do. I have Texas to do. Tech. I have to do so much goddamn editing in this episode. <laughs> oh, I have to edit okay, that last part out. Texas Tech. Lizzie, I got a quick rebuttal to you. Let me read through the last ten years of MVPs and I mean you can kind of make an assumption where they fell in terms of the playoffs. Uh, Giannis Bucks, Giannis Bucks, Harden Rockets, Westbrook Thunder, uh, Curry, Curry Warriors, Durant, Thunder, LeBron, LeBron Heat, Rose Bulls. Do you think Dame Dalla, Dalla time is making it far enough in the playoffs where he can be any of those names? Because all those names made it to the conference finals or were at least contending to. He definitely contends. They, they, they only went to five with the Lakers last year, but if you watch those games, they competed, and they just lost it in the fourth quarter because they didn't have the, the best player on the earth. I mean, they, they contended the whole time, and I think, I think they make it to at least the Western Conference semis. They went they win at least a round, if, like not, if not two. But full disclosure. Full disclosure. Isn't it only, there's no playoffs, right, for the MVP? No, there's no. not, but still. So what seed can they get? They're not getting a top three seed, are they? No. Then they're not then he's not winning MVP. No. He he would have to put up a Russell Westbrook season. Triple double? He will. Tri- I mean he, sure. he won't put up a triple double. He'll put, he could put up a double double easy. <laughs> the Steelers coming in too. What okay, so what, what award do we want to do next? Ooh, um takes, what are you feeling? Coach of the year, so I can just say Steve Nash and okay, <laughs> not okay. Rick Carlisle. Yeah, yeah, Steve Nash. Oh, it's, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Nick Nurse. No, I said not Rick Carlisle. Okay, cool. Uh, Rick Carlisle. <laughs> future MSU coach. Yeah, future. Yeah. I I don't I don't see how anyone else is not getting it. With you have Durant and Kyrie, as long as that team doesn't self it you know, destruct, which they could because of Kyrie, but he's a first-year guy. Everyone loves him. I mean, I think he's the favorite point in, so um, I don't know. I kind of like him. KD gets hurt for a month. What happens? Is Kyrie carrying that team for a month? If, if I mean, KD they have LeVert. Okay. Is Do they get Harden? Carrying that they team? Have- they have Karis, Dinwiddie, and Kyrie. I mean, they could go three-guard lineup. I think Steve Nash would be just fine. Okay. Okay. Um, Who's next? I, I'll, for coach of the year, I'll go – I'll just say Doc Rivers. <laughs> nah, seriously, because, what are you thinking? <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> Doc, like, I think the 76ers could be the – they could be the number one seed in the East this year, straight up. Could Even with the, the beef between Embiid and the Simmons? I don't think they have beef. They, I've read something that or supposedly Embiid said he's moving in with Simmons. I, okay. I don't know. Like, are you best friends with your coworkers? Like, I, I don't, no. I don't get that. Like, whole like, oh, they're not BFFs. Like, who cares, man? Embiid and Simmons could build a house themselves between all their bricks. hundred oh, percent, dude. Step outside of twelve feet, and they're both floundering. That's why they got Seth Curry. Who does I, this is completely unrelated? Who is less of a team fit if you just dropped him, dropped him anywhere in the NBA? Who is less of a fit all around, Simmons or Embiid? Neither of them. They would one fit of in them anywhere. is a worse fit in general in the NBA than the other. Which one is it? I would take Embiid. I take, take Simmons. I take Simmons probably. Simmons is an elite playmaker. 
There's no way. And he's an, uh, he's a he's a really good defensive player. Oh, uh, you want to see a transition, HT? Oh, always. Simmons, a great defensive player. He's actually my pick for defensive player of the year. Oh, me too. Oh. Me too. Right on the DPOI like that. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. I I, I picked Ben Simmons as well. Glizzy? Uh, like third last year. I think, I mean, he's long and. I dude, think, he's a good defender. Yeah. Yeah. People are sleeping on him. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna go Kawhi just because, like, safe pick. Is it though? easy? If he's the number one focal point on offense, is he really putting that effort in on D? I don't think he plays. On I think team. so. Okay. I. I just. I don't think he plays enough to win the award. That's true. I can see that. Yeah. Um. Um. Lonzo. I'm Lonzo. DPOI. That's an interesting pick. He's a good defender. Yeah, but the, I rather. What's your objection? What? What's the objection? What What holds you back? Uh, because I think smaller guys don't win this award. Okay, I well, think it's like Rudy, Rudy Gobert has won it the last two years. Um, I mean, Giannis almost won it last year. I just think bigger guys win the award easily. I don't think um, yeah, I like. I just feel like he's Ben Simmons has a lot of guys in his own division. He's gonna have to guard, whether that be Jalen Brown, whether that be uh, Jason Tatum, whether that be Kevin Durant or any of the other guards there, or like the Wizards backcourt or Toronto, like. They're just – he's going to have a lot of opportunities to be really good. Um, my other, like, a dark horse pick was DeAndre Ayton. Ooh. I'm going to – can I change my pick? Why not? Yeah. All right. I'm going to change my pick to Bam out of bio. It's a good pick. Okay. I, just, I, just, I just realized, like, yeah. I mean, all-star center playing in the East only has to – the only real other, like, good centers in the East are – Embiid, Vucevic, and I guess guard Giannis probably. I mean, yeah, but I think Giannis I think he'll put up up he'll put up numbers. Okay, you're going Bam. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna switch mine. Lonzo, uh, give me AD. I think that'll round it out. Why not? I was gonna say LeBron, but I just I couldn't I couldn't will myself. Um, so AD's teammate. Who? 80s teammate Dennis Schroeder, I think he's going to repeat as six man of the year. I like that too. I, yeah, I, I love me some Dennis Schroeder. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I, to see his progression from Atlanta to oh, OKC, so yeah, he's. I, I really think he's going to repeat. I, the team's just set up for him to, to succeed. I'm going to go with. Um... Current Piston, future Maverick, Derrick Rose, sixth man. <laughs> it's it's spicy. I don't think he plays enough. Well, I guess if he's traded. Is Lou Will? Is Lou Will still in the league? Yeah, Lou Will, that, that Lou Will was my is my pick. Yeah, I'm taking Lou Will. The man's he's the sixth man in his own dating life. The dude's a fucking legend. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Clippers have. The Clippers have had four of the last five six men of the year. Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, and Montrezl Harrell. Jeez. Drake even made a song about Lou Will called Six Man. Lou Will got me a new whip. Um, Glizzy, what are you thinking? For what? Six Man. Six Man. I already said Lou Will. <laughs> oh, look at you. Okay. <laughs> who, did, who did take say? I uh, Dennis Schroeder. Okay. Okay, Schroeder, Schroeder, Lou Will, Derek Rose. Okay. He's French. Schroeder. Oh, French? As he's a German. Oh, he's, Ger- he's German. Yeah, he's German. He's German. Yeah, potato, potato. Uh, you know, I noticed all three of those picks, point guards. Yeah. It's Is a that guard league. point guard position now? Yeah. It's just such a guard-heavy league. I mean, Harold won it last year, but, like, let's be honest – <laughs> like the six man on the Lakers, like 
like I said, I think LeBron's going to be sitting a lot first half of the season. He's just going to have a chance to put up numbers. So the goat. Okay, who are we who are we thinking for our most improved? Jamal Murray. Yeah. Did he already hit that though? No. I mean, I just think coming off the bubble, he's going to have so much hype and there's going to be a lot of tension. Plus, Grant's gone, so he's going to even try to up it a little bit more. And then him and his two his uh the the you know pick and roll with um the Joker. I just like I think Jamal Murray is probably the easy easy pick. I like that. I, uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Christian Wood. Why do I gotta do that? It was a tie between Christian Wood and DeAndre Ayton for me. I did like a list. Love, I like ranked him. Yeah, love I really love. I really love DeAndre Ayton. I think he's going to be a really good player. But for for just picking one, I'm going to go Christian Wood because I think Harden gets traded. And then I think that John Wall is going to rely on Christian Wood a lot, and he's just going to put up stats, empty stats that like he did in Detroit last year for those couple of months. <laughs> empty stats. Glizzy, who do you think? Uh, uh, two sleepers, most improved. Michael Porter Jr. and then – Shea Gillis Alexander. I think those two guys are going to make huge steps this year as well. Yeah, I like that. Glizzy? I'm going to I'm going to say Devin Booker uh because getting Chris Paul on his team they they're, they're going to be I think he steps up to be a superstar and they finally make the playoffs. And I I do want to say that a dark horse is Jeremy Grant for for the Pistons fans. Yeah, I agree with that. Most that's, that's a good pick. I'm gonna go with uh, my boy, uh, former classmate Jaron Jackson Jr. Memphis is on to something. I don't know what it is at this point, but they got Ja, they got JJJ, they got Brent Clark. They have a few pieces. If they make playoffs, let's say a seven eight seed, I think JJJ can put up. 23-9-4, and four, which I think is more than enough warranted for a MIP. Oh, I thought you were going to say Miles Bridges when you started saying former classmate. Former. He was too. He said Nick Ward. Nick Ward. Nick Ward. They was could. Never saw him. They couldn't. Okay. No, I, I think maybe 20 points is a little aggressive for Triple J. Okay, maybe. maybe. What did he have last year? He had like 16 a game, didn't he? What's his ceiling? Because he can play ISO. He can hit threes. I mean, he's 6'11", 7'2", wingspan. I don't like to throw out the term unicorn, but people are talking. Yeah, he averaged 17.4 a game last year, and his rookie year he averaged 13.8. So he could definitely make that jump again. To 23? To, to at least 20. He stayed on that trend to be 21, so I guess, I guess 21. If, 21. Does, does uh, he score over or under 20 a game? Would you think over or under? Over. Shit. Over. I'm saying under. I'm, I'm going to say under, too. I think Ja is going to have way more. I don't know what Ja had last year, but he, I expect him to take, like, a huge step forward as well. I just think that's more usage out of his hands. But I think – Could he, could he win MIP, or is Ja too good already? I mean, he was really good. Yeah. But that's like last year. Like, Luca didn't win MIP because he was already so good his rookie year. Yeah, but like Ja put up seventeen last year as well. So I met. I think I, if you had to tell me who's who's more likely to average twenty, I'm taking Ja over. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. Okay, is that so, hot take? No, no. Think so it's a pretty mild take. So what what are you guys feeling on rookie of the year? Killian Hayes, all in. I got uh, first place Killian, second Isaiah Stewart, third Sadiq. <laughs> I got Halliburton actually as rookie. Hey, 
I like that pick. I think the Kings are an intriguing team. I really like De'Aaron Fox. He's a really good player. Well, they're, they're going to play super fast, so I think he's going to just put up stupid stats his rookie year. Yeah, so the Kings are the Kings are building something. He's got he's got Buddy. I mean, he's got Fox. He uh, Bagley, yeah. So Bag Bagley and Aiden. What are they building exactly? Something. They're, something. I think that yeah, they're a decent team. I mean, how do yeah. you feel about Luke Walton? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I I don't like the Kings. The Kings are. What I feel like if I lived in Denver, I'd think of the Pistons. And what do the Kings ever do? Like, when are the Kings ever going to make you like, oh, this team is neat? Like, I mean, Chris Weber and Vlade Divac and Mike Bibby. I was about to say, before Jason Williams. Before your time, they were screwed in a game seven against the Lakers. And when was that? Either, I can't remember. I think it was 2000. I love the 80s or 02. The eight. Yeah. <laughs> so this this is the only pick where I went chalk and I took Lamelo. Oh, that's I, fair. I get it. I I think he'll be pretty pretty decent. It just like what it, to me what it comes down to is whether or not he he fixed his shooting at all. If he got better at shooting uh, over the whole pandemic, I think him getting the ball to uh, Graham, Bridges, Hayward, Washington. Yeah, yeah, Washington. So, I, I think he, I think he has a good chance to win. Dark horse. That's why I think I think that's why I think he will more so than anyone else have a chance to win because of the he doesn't have too many pieces around him. But doesn't that work for Killing too? Then. Oh, Killing. No. He's going to average 50 a game. Facts. Facts, no yeah. problem. Here's the thing I'm worried about. If Halliburton wins it like Takes is saying right now, Pistons fans are going to oh. endlessly go, oh, oh, we got the worst point guard, and I'm going to hate that. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, that's also fair. I mean, I just think he's in a better situation short term, but I think Hayes – Long term is going to be the better player. I I think Halliburton. If Halliburton won, it would just it would show that yeah he has better players around him. He's probably the third best player in their backcourt right now. Killian Hayes is probably what yeah. second best player in our backcourt. I because I think he's better than or Derrick Rose is better. I mean I'm not going to say he's better than Derrick Rose yet. So yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean and. You can go that way, and I guess he has Darren Fox with him. It kind of depends how Halliburton plays off that uh, shooting guard position. I, I don't know if I really want to trust him because he still has his flaws. Like, Halliburton wasn't perfect. He's just a smart player, good defense, long, and efficient. I mean, that has recipe for success. I could also see him shooting 24% from three this year, which, I mean, if you're a shooting guard, you kind of have to – shoot a high volume of threes. It, maybe Halburn does, and we'll give serious daps to takes here. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, that's a zesty take. That's a zesty one. I don't think it's that zesty. I, like, I actually like the pick because I thought Halliburton was going to be a really good player, and I was good with either Killian Hayes or Halliburton in our pick. So. I mean, uh, Killian Hayes has been playing with dudes for, yeah. uh, you know, for the past three years. I mean – He's going to be – he's just in a really tough spot in Detroit because it's not like there's tons of shooters around him or uh, have the ability to throw the lob, alley-oop. I mean, it's going to be very tough for Killian this first year. And then next year when we have a top three pick and we get Kate Cunningham, then we'll see. Yeah. God, I wish. <laughs> awesome. And then Chet, Chet Holmgren the, the year after that. <laughs> I've been more Bates after that. Hashtag chat to AA, please. Um, okay. I think please. last – I don't know if we have any other ones. I was going to say, I don't think we do. Last question. We spoke three weeks ago. I think it was without uh, takes here, first episode, where the Pistons would end up in the draft, just overall a record before the lottery. 
I think we finished on three. I'm ready to stand at the plate and say we're going to be better the third worst on the team in the league. Oh, yes. Okay, so no, no, I, I don't think so at all. I I don't know what you could see on this roster and think this is going to be a good basketball team. Like they added Jeremy Grant, they added Mason. Pl- it's it's a whole different roster from last season, but. I don't think it's a good roster by any stretch. It's so weirdly put together. Okay. Here is my, I guess I'll just kind of lay out an appetizer and let you go crazy with it. 56 <laughs> games this year. Less games means every game means more. Oh, shit. 72. Going up. 72? 72. What the hell am I talking about? 72 games this year. 10 less games. Every game means slightly incrementally more. Oh, shit. Pistons going on a four-game winning streak. All of a sudden – Team's not that bad. Blake Griffin's still here. Derrick Rose is still here. Jeremy Grant can play. If we play a few crap teams and happen to win those, I just – third worst team in the league makes me feel like a team that's losing 8 of 10. And I just – I don't know if I feel like that's what the team is. Maybe you do? Oh, I, have, I don't think they're – I have the Knicks and the Hornets being worse than them. We had Knicks and Cavs, so we had Hornets slightly better. Slightly better? Okay. So, I mean, I think the, yeah, Pistons, I think the Pistons are picking in the top five. Okay. I have a question. Like, why do you think the Hornets are going to be bad? They have, like, no incentive to be bad. Yeah, I think they're going to be good. They're, they're, I think they'll be a play – they'll be one of the play in, they'll, they'll be in the playing games for sure. I don't think the Hornets are going to be that bad. I think the Knicks are obviously worse than us. I think the Cavs are worse than us. We could also be worse than both of them. I, I don't know. I, I guess if you look at their start, they're starting a rookie point guard. They have a 50-year-old shooting guard in Ellington. Uh, they got Blake Griffin. Who knows if he'll be healthy. Jeremy Grant's probably going to carry the offensive load and the, the defensive end, so he's going to be tired as shit. And then at center, you have Okafor and you have um, – Plumlee. Who's your other – what? Plumlee. Plumlee. Plumlee, yeah, Plumlee. So, I just – I think the roster in place, there's Sounds no like way. They're, dude, you're smoking crack if you think <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I, – I don't think they're top – they're definitely not top three worst teams. They might be top – five but there's a ton of teams that are question marks because what if houston gets rid of harden you know how are they how are they gonna be yeah how is minute how is minnesota gonna be how i mean Cavs and knicks are the only two teams that i can confidently say the pistons are better than but there's a lot of teams with question marks i mean i don't think will be that great going back wait who the Spurs, I don't think they're going to be that great. But they're coached by Greg Popovich. They'll they'll be better than the Pistons. Yeah. Just yeah, based on that alone. I think the worst take. Top 10. Um, <laughs> no, I I agree. But, I, like, even if, even if the Houston trades James Harden, they're going to get a huge package back. And, like, they're asking for an But is it for now or for the future? That's the question. I mean, if it, even if it's for the future, you can't be like, oh, here's Harden for 38 first-round picks. Like, no, they, there has to be Houston, some developmental player in there. Houston wants an all-pro player, and the, they were basically saying Durant or uh, Irving from the Nets, and their Nets aren't going to do that. Why? So the, what? On, the only trade they can make then, it's Ben Simmons. So you get Ben Simmons for – and, like, even with Ben Simmons, John Wall – Christian Wood, Boogie Cousins. That's a weird-ass lineup. But, like, I still think that's better than the Pistons. Oh, it's so much better. Well, the thing is, I'm not looking at this like, oh, can we be sneaky good? It's like, shit, are we going to lose the top five pick that we desperately need? It's more of a concern than an excitement. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I think especially with Washington getting Westbrook, I think that – they they were like a fringe team that could be pretty bad, but now I think they 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 turn it around a little bit. So no, I I still I still just have Cavs and Knicks as being worse. 
Okay. Okay. I, I have a slight three, too. I just think the Hornets are going to be not that great either. I mean, they're, they're going to have LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward. Yeah, but – like, Devontae Graham. P.J. Uh, Washington is good. Rozier is – like, he's a decent player. They were a decent team last season. They, like, if you turn them on late, like – or, like, we're looking for games late, like, they were always close at the end. Like, that's a decent team. I think they have a good coach, too. Okay. Forward I mean, I – What's up, Blizzy? Oh, I was gonna say I'd I'd say they probably still finish top five. There's there's probably a team that we don't know yet that'll be worse. Oh, definitely. Or two. Some team will just have an injury and completely shit their pants. But um, okay. Before it close out tomorrow, first preseason game. Everyone got one hot take for the game. I don't have a hot. I'm sorry, takes. Go ahead, takes. Okay, so I don't have a hot take. But I'm so excited to see Killian Hayes, Jaleel Okafor, and Josh Jackson. Those are my three players I'm I'm really looking forward to. Takes. I think people are gonna think that Killian Hayes not being able to go right is an absolute joke because he will show that he can use his right hand. Okay. Go Z. I think Delon Wright and Josh Jackson play a lot of minutes. Okay. So what do you do you think that one of them starts? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I I mean, we had this conversation a week ago. It doesn't really matter if you start or not, it's how much you play. I think it's preseason and it's the Knicks. So, I think those guys get a lot of a play of playing time to figure out who who the two is going to be for the future. Well, Coach, Coach Casey did say yesterday that they're going to have a bigger rotation just because of conditioning and stuff with how quickly the season was thrown together. Um, and the lack of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, let me think. Um, I, I want to throw out a hot take, like some statistical number, but I feel like so many players are going to play, that's not even worth it. Um, Isaiah Stewart has over six points and at least two blocks. Why not? Uh, okay, so okay. Uh, I think Bay has over two three-pointers. Okay, I like that. Or is that not hot enough? I'll go three if you want. That's no. core of the earth. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, two's good. Um, More ready? I, I guess my, my spicy take here is – Damn, I was going to say something with Sadiq. Uh, we'll say, so, I'll go Killian Hayes double-double. That is a hot Ooh. take. I like it. 12, 12 points, 10 assists. That's my projected stat line. Okay. We'll go with that. Listen, you got numbers here? I'd say Saban, Saban Lee and Jalil Okafor combined for more than 10 points. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, yeah, sounds hey, good. <laughs> I Jaleel Okafor will shoot one for one for three from three tomorrow. I think he's gonna take some threes tomorrow. That sweet pick and roll with Killian Hayes and him is gonna be great. I think he's gonna take a three, but I think he's gonna just brick it. <laughs> D Rose drops a three. His knees would explode if he played that much. <laughs> that's how that's how we're gonna end this with D Rose's knees exploding. That's what you're getting here with the Hezzy Hey. Awesome. Thanks for hopping on, boys. Thanks for listening. Um, we're clocking out and Pistons basketball this week. Let's get it. When the game is on, on. I like slam dunk to take me to the hoop. Yeah. My favorite play is the alley oop. Uh-huh. I like to pick and roll. Go. I like to give and go. go. And it's basketball. Bow wow, let's, let's go. go. All around the world. Yeah, to the beach, y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's up? Yo, I got the 
rock in my hands. Ain't no telling what I'm gonna do with it. Okay. When I got position, I'ma have to fool with Go it. Ahead. I might cross you up and fake one way. Turn around and hit you with the MJ fadeaway. I'm throwing down passes like J Kid, uh-huh. taking cats to the rack and uh-huh. I'm dunking on them like C Mac. When I'm at the plane, I play with that Bronzo uh-huh. style. I'm like Darius, cause I can Don't too many players get offers like me. Uh-huh. Back and forth, I likely shake the checks uh-huh. off your Nikes. Okay. They almost had me in a suit at the draft, cause it looked like a free throw when I be shooting from half. The first step, like Iverson, blow past you. You leave nothing but net, but I could go blast too. When I'm in the paint, the defense so shook, they don't know if I'ma put up a slow hook or dish up a no look. To draw the lane would be dumb, no, cause I send it back at you, then give you the finger like a tumbo. Shorty, over the summer, you might have boosted the inch, but as long as Fabulous is playing, get used to the bench. And see, my game consists of a whole lot of moves you would think I learned from the Harlem Globetrotters. JD gonna lead us to a ring. Fab and Bow Wow's the only players that make cheerleaders wanna sing. Uh-huh. The night MJ scored 63 points when the Lakers won titles back to back. Didn't give nobody no kind of slack. When Vince Carter came, stuck his arm in the rim. Everybody went crazy in the whole damn gym. Uh-huh. To Kimbe Matumbo standing tall. Playing D with desire. It's basketball. Sing. Uh-huh. 